episode of the No Talent Show podcast. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lido Mine Media production. That's right. This is the No Talent Show, a lot of my media production. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Talent Show. We are available anywhere you can get your podcasts. Remember to leave a review. And while you are leaving a review, it's five stars. That's the number of stars you're going to want to check there. Um, Share the show with your friends and your enemies. And also, um, you know, you're going to find a little link in our show notes. You can send us uh, a little tip. As the doorman says, not like an informational tip, a money tip. That helps us more than um, you know, informational tips. Um, but we'll take informational tips as well. Anyways, you can find The No Talent Show at thenotalentshow.com. You can hit us up and chime in on Twitter. Our handle is at The No Talent Show. You can also find the rest of Light Mind Media's podcasts and radio shows at lightomindmedia.com. Hey! Are we back? We're back. We're back. Again? We're back. Hey. This is the Christmas episode number four. Uh, so many. No talent show. So many Christmas episodes. You know, I, I was going to say, I heard you talk about that. Uh, if you share it with your, you should share it with your friends and your enemies. But you know, there's yeah. a strange phenomenon. I hear that if you share it with your enemies, they become your friends. That's horrible. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact so, that anyway. it's such a good show that yeah. everybody... Yeah, it, we're bringing people together. World wars could have been stopped if they just exactly. cha- shared our exactly. show. Exactly. Right. They should That's be piping true. this all over the globe right now. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So what's like up with you guys? That. What's going on? What's yeah. happening? Who do we have here? Anything new? Oh, yeah. oh here we... Oh, who do we have here? We have, who do we have? Uh, we Max have, DeBoss. Uh, we have Max DeBoss. We have Max. How are you, Max? I'm doing Max all right. Well. Doing very well. Thank you. Just wanted to remind you guys that this is the only show made for those who live in the Central Valley, who long to live in the Central Valley. And there's one other thing about the Central Valley. Miss the Central Valley. Miss the, Miss Central, the Central Valley. Valley. Thank you. Thank never want to come you. here. We still... That's the show. We made it for them. We'll leave it open to you. I'm doing pretty good, though, guys. Um, It's been a good week since last we spoke. Have you put those lights up yet? I'm still thirsty from the McRib. I'm still recovering. I'm recovering (laughs) from the McRib. Have you put those lights up yet, Max? You know, I I ordered some lights. Ordered some lights. Um, We'll get them up. We'll get them up. I'll get them up. uh, I can't wait to drive up and see the studio lit up nice outside. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, I'm actually, this is a true thing. I've been trying to get, I thought I was so excited. I don't know if I, I might have told you guys this already. Um, I've been working with a neon sign company to get our logo, the No Talent Show. No Because I thought wow. it would be so badass to have a neon, cool. a neon sign that behind be us. Cool. And then they sent me the quote after I've been working with them forever. And I said, <laughs> so, yeah. So should we do a Kickstarter? Is it was, like, it was yeah. like $3,500 for this thing. And I'm like, really? Yeah, well, this is custom made though, right? It's the thing, custom made. And it's three, it's not just the No Talent. You know, it's the three yeah. lights that intersect. Oh, man. So, that well, so you know, you could probably, so cool, I think for $19.99 at Target, we can get the light box and just, <laughs> put with the letters. Oh the, my god! No talent <laughs> the, show. The ones with the, the little, little light box. Yeah. Oh my gosh! The night yeah. bright. We the get a night bright. bright. Yeah, yeah, light bright. Actually, light bright. Yeah. We should get a light bright. That's <laughs> that pretty brilliant. That would be Behind cool, us, yeah. that's yeah. actually done. I'm gonna order one right now. Right. Hey, you guys um, know um, surf through. That's done. So unreal. I haven't heard the story. Was it about a car wash? <laughs> but his car is the really surf, clean. That's done. Through that's Don Schlick's that's coming right. at you over there. Don I'm Schlitz. Eric uh, Orm, the doorman, door door and this man. is uh, Marty Stupid Ass. Still here. I missed out on Monopoly last week. There was a big oh. knife fight at my house over Monopoly. Really? You played a clip. One of your, uh, your oldest daughter sent a clip, and um, she was angry. Yeah, because my son is has crazy luck, and he had all the property in my book my daughter's only had one property and no money and it's so. just connor's <laughs> i don't know that his name's connor i made that name up that's, he's that's one his of these, name oh, okay job, yeah. he's one of these people who when you play a game with him every every role he gets he comes up you yeah. know pick the best card every is this, yeah yes well is this monopoly game uh possible uh look into the future uh, after you move on to another life no i'm what, convinced he's, that he's gonna get all connor the will be living in my spare room for until he's 40 okay. or i die he'll be playing video games oh okay, okay. not professionally just goofing around oh, oh okay. but wait are you gonna take care of him that whole time because that's yeah, a pretty probably have to yeah, just, he, yeah. he's got it made what a dad. man like that's the he trick does, i would have yeah. loved to do that he's a smart kid yeah. he's just lazy well yeah <laughs> that's that we, we talked days, about so. on the last show yeah. you were you were kicked out of the house at four 
You four, said? I was yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, out on so, the streets. Yeah, out on the streets. Moved and uh, right after you got said, circumcised, and they didn't tell like, you. You're a man. <laughs> time to go. Yeah, yeah. You were what circumcised they call that at four. I'm a man now. What's that called? Walking the streets. What's the Jewish term for that? Briss. A briss. My four-year-old briss. Four-year-old briss. I'm not. I'm not Jewish, but I've played one a number of times. Played Jewish individuals. Oi. Um, so undercover there's a guy yes. right on twitter and he posts little um qr codes and hides them all over cities and if you find them and scan them you get bitcoin okay nice. so there's an under wasn't there a guy uh, was it a while back that he was doing that with cash like yes. he was hiding cash somewhere around the parks and people were going right. nuts right geocaches or what were those yeah geocaches. so is this the thing? same guy or is this something no, this new? is like a he's called like the bitcoin guy and he changes his name on twitter and stuff because he'll be called like i forget his name like bitcoin man fresno or bitcoin man madera and you have to like follow him and know and yeah, uh, if you and he just posts a picture of where this thing is. But if you know your town well, oh, so you got to go around and find yeah, this. I actually quote, knew I was following code. him because I saw that story about it. I knew we're like three of the four uh, things. Where one of them was very obvious. You have was, to be the first one there, obviously. Yeah, if you scan it, it's yours. Yeah, so it's kind of so cool. are these like printed out on paper, and he leaves the paper somewhere. Yeah, so what? he'll just print out a little QR code and like tape it to a, a pole. So what are some examples of locations? So some of the ones that he did um, were like in Tower on the um, Tower District. Yeah. Um, across like Caddy Corner to the um, Tower Theater. And in mm -hmm. the picture, you could kind of see the Tower Theater. But the one thing okay. that you could see was the crosswalk, which I know well because oh, it's a painting, right? Somebody painted yeah, it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I know that crosswalk. I know exactly where that is. And then like tw less than 20 seconds later, it was somebody posted like just got it and i was like dang it wow um, yeah so, so i would post just got it and you know and then go, go get, get it, it later See, yeah. i think we should i think we should do this but we need to, it'll be more of a social experiment. We need to see mm. what people would risk to get a Bitcoin. So you put them in the most dangerous of locations. Like, that like you maybe can think put of. the QR code in the mouth of a shark. Or in the alligator pit at the zoo. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, you're onto it. Yes, something oh. that plays very and see what people are willing to risk, you right. know. Um, like yes. in the, like, Mm, deep, deep like downtown it. where deep downtown. certain people shouldn't go. Well, that, that street yeah. that Max, South of Chinatown. Yeah, the street yeah. that Max lived on that had the uh, had the bomb explosion. And oh, all that, that stuff. street was actually called Pleasant. Oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, That's they were liars. They're liars. How much yeah. Bitcoin were they giving away? You know, they didn't say. It's like mystery amounts. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't know. So it's um, probably a fraction. Because one Bitcoin hmm. is worth how much now? What is one Bitcoin? So one Bitcoin's about 20. Today it was like $23,000. Oh. So I'm sure he's giving away a fraction of of a fraction of a oh yeah, yeah 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 so it was um oh like here's a guy who got five he got 0.018 bitcoin on december 8th december 8th was um how much was it back then so uh, would just, it was about twenty thousand dollars ish so it ended up being like 0 0.018 buck what is that wow. like, yeah five bucks i think something like yeah, that so you know we just end up sitting on it forever and go, um, oh, this much bitcoin. <laughs> other people have you know made a, a bit more uh, Bitcoin man. Oh, uh, one guy got $1,000 um, Bitcoin wow. cash. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I still don't understand. How do you cash in Bitcoin and get money out of it? Uh, you can actually, mm. so it's really, I mean, it's pretty easy. There's uh, Bitcoin exchanges. So like Coinbase and Gemini and you just trade it and you just send it to your bank. Hmm. Or you can actually, there's even places like at, at Vons right down the street. There's um, like those MoneyGram or what are those machines, coin coin machines? There are Bitcoin machines like yeah, that? Yeah, you can, you can just trade out Bitcoin in those too. Because they love wow. machines. Uh, companies that are able to say, oh yeah, give us change or whatever and we'll give you a little Bitcoin. Or because what they want you to do later is they want you to say, oh great, I'm going to give them a hundred bucks and get some or, you know, trade them my Bitcoin for cash. Yeah. Because then what they're going to do is sit on the Bitcoin till it, you know, they'll make a lot more money on it. So, and scammers mm. will take Bitcoin because I got an email from yeah. some scam guy who said that he hacked my phone. Yeah. And he's able to see what I'm watching. Oh, yeah. And he's able to get the camera and watch me watching these videos. Right. And he says uh, that my face looks funny sometimes. Yeah. And he was wanted Bitcoin. And if mm. I didn't deposit it, he was going to release all this video. Yeah, I and I'm excited because I want to see what he got. Maybe he'll be famous. Looks funny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think yeah. it might go viral and do good for you know our podcast. Oh my but gosh, I, I the Marty sex tape yeah. video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were watching sex? No, but oh, that's what okay. he thought I was doing. I was watching the McRib commercial. Uh, my, my daughter's <laughs> listening to the show. Please, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. The McRibs are not good for you. 
Yeah, so it's pretty yeah, cool. No, it's, yeah, yeah. Made, that guy made some good money. Um, so we had Bitcoin Man in Fresno. <laughs> the guy that's hiding the Bitcoin is probably the guy that that was trying to blackmail you in the beginning. <laughs> trying to get that he, He's blackmailed a few me. other people and figure, oh, you know, I'll just have some fun. Um, and then besides Bitcoin Man, there's also Undercover Billionaire, right? Yes, Undercover Billionaire. Tell us about that. I, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, what, what, oh. What is it? Oh, is look, let's look it up. Oh, did you, no you, you really don't know? <laughs> I, I did post it. You know, that was a story my wife had sent me, I guess. Okay. And so I guess this Undercover cover billionaire i guess i'm not sure what this lady did but she supposedly they dropped her off here you know the show was they drop her this one they drop her off i thought the undercover is they worked in their own company and they were kind of that's undercover bosses i think oh that's a different one okay yeah. so the undercover billionaire is the one where they drop them off like a hundred bucks right and then they have uh, like a week to just figure out where they're gonna live how they're gonna make money and do all this stuff right Right. So this this lady, you have to look her up. I don't know what her name was. Are you, are you looking her up right now? Yeah, so this says uh, undercover billionaire um, Elaine Culotti yeah, did that well, in Fresno goes, yeah. over the summer. The world's about to see it. Uh, apparently, so she is a billionaire. Is that what this is? Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, so she's a billionaire. She's a real estate developer and interior designer. That's she created was, yeah. the House of Rock in Santa Monica. Okay. Um, and she was recruited to join this show. I guess every season it's like a new billionaire or every episode. Yeah, they, they recruit new, new people. So right. you just look for a sad person walking around with a camera crew around them? Yeah, that's I a strange thing. You know, they're supposed to do all this undercover, yeah, but BS. you got to like, film it, right? Everybody Nothing's forget. real. Nothing that's claims to be uh you know once reality you work, tv it's once you work yeah. a little bit like in the in the film tv industry or anything you realize yeah. how much so many things are impossible that seem undercover or like even like the undercover boss you know those yeah. ones i'm like you kidding me there's those guys have no shadows on their face ever mm -hmm. like think about there's some professional lighting guy holding up a softbox wherever he goes and you guys don't know who <laughs> yeah. he is and the other oh, guy's holding up the boom mic and the guy <laughs> right. with the camera that's my other cousin yeah don't yeah. don't mind them that's one of those small things you realize I think they use the like, jedi mind trick on him like you don't see the gaffers you right. don't see the, the lighting yeah nor so the best boy we had yeah. a family uh that was on what was the extreme uh, home makeover? makeover? Yeah. yeah, home edition. Right. Yeah, and uh, do you remember this family? That uh, they were students, and that they were one of the houses in Fresno. Oh, you guys know got, them? Yeah, they got I they remember. got done. They got their house done. Yeah, and um, they picked her because the mom was she had some uh, she was confounded to uh, a wheelchair and yeah, had difficulties. Yeah, okay, I do. Remember and this she had kids, and these kids were the you know not only did they get this nice house but they said hey any of you that graduates high school we will pay for your college wow mm -hmm. not a single one of those kids graduated high school are you serious wow. yes. well here's the other thing and I, I had one of them as a student and i would just really? tell this kid repeatedly what are you doing come to school <laughs> yeah well you know now i i also hear though that a lot of those people would turn around and just sell the house because they couldn't afford to pay the taxes, the taxes after yeah. and then but you know they make money off one the thing sell. that they didn't they needed to do was do like a six-month follow-up you know after you make yeah. this really nice house how dilapidated does it become because you guys didn't know how to take care of a house in the first place well here you know that, that brings up another point now with do you guys think all these shows now we're kind of getting off topic we'll get back to the undercover but all these shows that do well no we pretty much covered that other is one it done? so it's fine well, she, yeah. she talked about oh we'll, we'll go real quick she just talked about how great fresno was to her fresno's a great place and blah 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 all that wonderful stuff right but right. Oh, she was here in the summer I, I, I lost my water no it was during covid so yeah but i yeah. guess that was been a year so i don't know um that was yeah i don't know what yeah i don't know why she said it was very tough during that time to do it because there's a lot of restrictions and stuff but i don't know i guess with the camera crew it opens things up for you mm -hmm. who knows but my point was this <laughs> and the director and yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the yeah exactly the, girl right yeah the uh, the station calling in favors um the people that are given things it seems like though that it usually doesn't work out very well right like in other words like lottery i mean you do right. buy a ticket you're not necessarily giving it but you're you have all this this windfall of money or if you get a house you know or if you get this stuff and if you really can't you know if you don't know how to manage that kind of stuff it just never goes well right mm -hmm. what do you guys yeah. think yeah because a lot of people win the lottery go bankrupt yeah I mean, most yeah. majority people, of yeah. them yeah yeah the other thing i learned when i, I went to this big like success seminar a couple of years ago and it's kind of a bunch of bs but um 
Maybe I was uh, there. Was it? It's it was you were like, giving the lecture. I, it was like Zig Ziglar and BS, Rudy yeah. Giuliani was there. Did you go oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was all buying into that. I was like, were you there? I'm, I'm still waiting for I can't my sell. success. No, I'm oh, too. Exactly. I was there. But no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Grant Cardone uh, was either. You're successful. You're here doing this. <laughs> it was like the majority. Why are you laughing? <laughs> the majority of we're professional athletes after they retire go bankrupt. Yeah. And that was kind of shocking to me. Um, like it, in not in like in in big ways, like they go bankrupt because they've been having they had so much money at a young age, yeah. they never learned. They were just spending it, spending it, spending it because every year they got it. Well, no, they what happens with athletes then, is yeah, majority of them come from homes who never had wealth, right? right. And so they make it big, and they're making millions of dollars. And right. so here comes all their friends, all their family. They gotta support everyone. Hey, I need this. Hey, yeah. can you just buy me this house? Right. Hey, hey. And they end up supporting. I remember one athlete saying he was supporting the livelihoods of like a hundred people from oh his my family gosh. and friends. And that's like right. not uncommon, right? And that that'll yeah. eat up no matter how many millions you're making. That yeah. eat, that eats it up fast. Yeah, seventy eight percent of NFL and NBA and MLB players are bankrupt within five years after leaving the sport. Wow. 78%. Wow. Yeah. And not the most thing, shocking thing. The other thing, thing. to remember is yeah. that includes all the people who technically made it to the NBA, made it to the NFL, played for three years, got the league minimum. You know what I mean? They're well, not, right. Right, so. But still, you know, it's you got the league. How much is the league minimum? You know, it's good money, you know, for what it is, and you just have it, and then you never learn how to, de you know, do anything with it. And all of a sudden, it just stops. Yeah, you got everybody. And in those three years, you. you're probably right. You're supporting all these people. Yeah. You had a big house payment. You bought all this stuff. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, crap. Um, yeah, that was really shocking to me. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, that, that is amazing. I mean, and that's not a new story. But, yeah, it just seems like people and, – and those guys aren't even giving it. I mean, hey, at least those guys, they have a talent and they've worked – to uh, you know, really mm. expand that talent to hone it and uh, no, but you're you're right though. It is a separate thing from being just given something. Yeah, yeah, right. but but it's still the same kind of thing. I mean, you know, the, I guess you know that's one thing in schools, right? Now you guys are are, are in in the uh, teaching industry. Some of you guys, uh, there's no economics taught, right? How how money works, how to deal with it. Business, no. what math for the world to work? Business math. Yeah, business. I mean, you know what? Yeah. That's coming. That's actually something that is more and more common. Financing, teaching personal finance. Yeah. Um, economics has been part of the standards for a long time. Yeah. But you're right. That's like a five credit thing. Most people take as a senior, and they're historically yes. They're, um, like growing up, I never took a finance class mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. But more, they recognize that that's a big need, and um, it's becoming more and more part of the curriculum. But slowly, that direction. slowly, yeah, yeah. I, th I, I'm a, you know, getting my. I always say like going through and getting my master's taught me that I don't like academia for so many reasons because mm. you realize just how much of it is kind of. And, and growing up, also, I hated school. I never liked school. Yeah, like I remember just like. When I was in high school, I was certain I was not going to go to college. I was like, I hate school. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and I hated it all the way through my master's. Um, so like, <laughs> and you still hate it. It's a never, lot of hate. <laughs> never liked it. Um, and I realized it's because the way so much of it is taught. So much of it is just like useless, yeah, pointless works. So like when, when I teach, I try to make sure that whatever I'm doing, any project I'm doing uh, with my students is something that they can use. So yeah. like one of my, my classes I teach is it's, you know, it's an intro to multimedia production or a lot of, you know, classes that I had taken like that um, or classes that I see like that or like, oh, make a, f a short film about something pointless or, you know, like do mm. something like this. Since I always try to do four projects and by the end of the year, the last project is typically um, – you build a, a resume website when you put your other projects on there. Okay. And so when you graduate, guess what? You now have something to show people in this industry. Yeah, like, that's oh, perfect. Hey, you have a yeah. resume. You have that's a resume nice. on a website. Yeah. You have something that shows your photography skills, your video skills, and your audio skills. And you can say, oh, and by the way, I built that website. And yeah. so it's like, oh, well, sweet. Cool. It's not just like, oh, I have a degree. Well, <laughs> Cool, good for you because you know I, I have a, a degree in a neat camera. Yeah, you got some, yeah I, I know a whole bunch of idiots who have a degree, right? Some experience that could translate to the real world, right? And a lot uh, of school doesn't does not teach that. It's just like yeah. here's some information. 
great. What well, am I, I going to do with it? Literally, college, you could probably wrap. I mean, if, if you went in for what you really wanted to do, and yeah, there are, it's nice that you have, you know, other classes that you mm-hmm. take, I guess, to experience things. But literally, you could probably, a couple semesters, boom, you can knock out mm-hmm. what you need to know. Right. And then, you know, and then go for it. You know, that's why I hear a lot of people, like you're talking about the, the seminar, these, whatever that was. That, right. Uh, Business success, I forget what it was. Success, yeah. But you hear a lot of these guys talk about that, that, you know, you should just, uh, not necessarily, you know, hey, if, if, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, mm. certain things, yes, right. you do need that to go to school for that. Other things like get in, we talked about that before, get in the profession, just learn, yeah. you know, what you need to know with, with on-the-job training, a lot of stuff. Teaching is a BS degree. I mean, it's, you don't think about what you learned getting my credential or None of that applies to what I actually do in None the classroom. Yeah, None exactly. of it. It would be much better to be like, hey, I want to be a teacher. Great. You know, you need some basic knowledge of obviously of whatever subject you're going to be teaching. You yeah. need to know that. So take some of those classes. But then immediately just get in the classroom. Like be, you know, yeah. instead of sitting in the classroom for four years and then like, go, oh, now you have to student teach for a year. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, now your first year, you're not going to know anything about what you're doing because it's totally not what you did in school. <laughs> yeah. So well, well, wow. how do you go through bits of where oh you got all this gosh. other homework you got to do on top of trying uh-huh. to figure out your classroom? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's right. a mess. But no. could you tell me about your educational paradigm right. and 10 to 15 None pages? Stuff like, like nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, they should, exactly. It should be more like, a, like it used to be an apprenticeship, you yeah. know? Like, hey, yeah. here's my teacher. I'm going to be this this person, you know, for, and it could be a three-year thing where you're right. in different classrooms for three years learning and working. and Yeah, I feel like that's how uh, most things should just be and just get rid of a lot of the university idea of where you just get, get a bunch of debt and you come out going, oh, great, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's interesting, too. It's the kind of debt you can't get rid of. Yeah, now, it's like the only thing you can't get. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, yeah, that's kind of yeah. interesting. School, I set up school pretty debt and lawyer fees. You can't yeah, get out wow. of it. Yeah. So anyway, um, hey, so what, what do you think about that? What are some of the uh, advice you guys would give to uh, the youth out there that are listening to this podcast? Because I know we're a big, big hit about with the school youth. or about about with life, school, yeah, uh, education in general. Um, yeah, I always just you know I the advice that I try to give my students is don't. And I actually, I don't try to. I explicitly give this advice on the last day of class always. I say, um, your degree means nothing to anybody. So don't think that because you just got your degree, you're going to get hired. If you don't have skills behind it, mm-hmm. nobody cares. Because so, a lot of people especially, just... Well, in your industry especially. Right. Nobody cares about your degree. They want to see what you've done. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Show me, show me something you've done. You right, know, yeah. there are industries where you won't even get an interview if you don't have a degree or sure, something. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, but specifically like in media or, I mean, and the thing is, I, I would say a, the majority though of real world jobs, your degree doesn't really matter unless you're a teacher. Um, professional. A professional sort of MBA, whatever yeah. it is. But, you know, even, you know, in, in, in the in the media world, doesn't matter. And then like in our world, in the, in the chocolate business world, no, I mean, business, honestly, on, on, business no, world, no, nobody cares. It's like, well, I even, you have an MBA and you're a Six Sigma black belt. Well, fantastic. Can you show me that you can sell something and organize my warehouse? Because if you can't, <laughs> I don't give a crap about what yeah. you have, right? But everybody yeah. loves to have it. And I'm like, so that's what I always, that's my advice is learn something um, be good at it, and then don't think that your degree means anything to most people. Well, you know, because they're talking about, like, the new, uh, I know we're kind of, now we're going really far in, but. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Let's be a Christmas show. Well, we're giving advice for Christmas. This is, this this is the best, advice. best Christmas, like Christmas, best Christmas, Christmas present here. I was going to say that with the new economy and then coming up in 2021, I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be even harder. People are going to have yeah. to be more more creative, right? Well, the big thing is people are whole hung up on failure, and you got to go out and fail. You got to mm-hmm. go out and fail mm-hmm. again and again. Eventually, you're going to succeed. And but people are too afraid to fail to yeah. go out and try. They don't want to fail. It. They're afraid of failure. That's a big part of it. And so many of the young people that I know, the last five to ten years, oh, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. I know, but you need a freaking job. Yeah. Just get some experience. You know, well, I have yeah. no interest in that. And so they just never get a job. You know, right? I'm like, that's not the point. You'll never get another job if you don't get this job and get some experience. Well, do, you know? do, you, do you feel that the, when they tell you, you know, like there's a lot of gurus talking now about, you know, follow your passion, follow your passion. Do you think that's doing a lot of harm then? Yes. Because guys yes. just sit yes. around saying, oh, well, you know. That's not my passion. That's a BS. Yeah. yeah, to follow your passion is one of the worst advices that you could give because most of us don't know what our passion 
passion is. Not yeah. everyone has a burning passion for something. Yeah, you get you fooled know? in the thinking. And then people are like, well, long. my passion's playing Fortnite. You know, like, because <laughs> right. like, a lot of people will say, oh, you're lucky to get that job. No, I'm not. I was prepared when the opportunity arose. That's mm-hmm. lots, yeah, it. correct. So yeah. that's what you got to do. And people who say, well, I'm waiting for this ship to come in. No, you swim out to yeah. your ship. You don't wait for it Marty to come has in. a really cool yeah. job, which he never would have gotten if he didn't do a job, which he was good at. But I know it wasn't his dream job, but yeah. he was in a good company. And when the opportunity came, he took it. He, mm-hmm. you know, he just like did a really good job. And he was qualified. He was qualified. Yeah, he had put in the work. He was getting there. You know, yeah. it's just I, I, yeah. I had this one thing I enjoyed doing. I did it. And then, you know, I became better and better at it and then the opportunity arose and i was able to jump on it yeah right yeah but it's people you know you can wait around for your passion but you got to do things and you got to move and you got to learn as much as you can so you could bring more and you could be prepared for the opportunity when it presents itself right there's a one of my first assignments when i was getting my master's was i had to write my own learning theory and and my learning theory was this i said um tom Bodet bought it. You guys know Tom, Tom Bo- Bodet. We'll leave the light on. We'll leave the light on. Oh, yeah, on leave the light on Motel right. 6. I said, most commonly known as the Motel 6 guy, he once said, we'll leave the light on for you. But he also said, this is a great quote, the difference between school and life, in school, you're taught a lesson and then given a test. In life, you're given a test that teaches you a lesson, mm. right? And a lot of that is, so I had said, I have a theory that people learn best from the way life really works, that we should learn lessons from the tests and not vice versa. And I said, there are three key rules to make this happen. Um, freedom to play, freedom to choose, and freedom of failure. And mm. talk about if you're not okay with making, but if you're too scared to make mistakes, you're never going to learn or you're, and you're never going to um, excel because you're scared. Yeah. Right. And I, and like growing up, my, um, one of my professors, Don Priest really helped me with that. Cause he would just like, he, you know, essentially gave me the keys to a TV studio, like legitimately the TV studio. Yeah. And he just kind of gave them to me and he's like, all right, you're in charge of the studio. And I just sat on him for a couple months. Like, Oh, what I don't want to screw up the studio. Then one day I was like, you know what? Yeah, I have the keys to the studio. I'm going to go do some stuff. Mm. So I had this crazy idea and I said, I'm going to start um, a TV a comedy skit show called BS TV. It was actually the, it's what my, it's what when we started the skit show, the no talent show. Yeah. Yeah. It was based on my old TV show, ah, BS TV. Okay. So I did, I was like, I'm going to start a TV show on campus. I went and so we got, um, two or four hours a week every week on comcast to air it it oh, was wow. in the student union it was like i got we did a sports show the bs news we did the bs sports show uh, we got people from all over campus who are actually like experts in this we'd interview like paul george on our show <laughs> wow. it was like this big thing right yeah. it was so cool and 90 percent of it was the worst stuff you'll ever see in your life right <laughs> because you know it was a big idea but you realize i can't produce two hours of quality content a week like we're all in school so yeah. by the end we were like let's go get some like royalty free movies and just voice over them and put them on it <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so bad but, but you know but, it's i've never learned more from that right and like i remember yeah. showing dom like what do you think and he just be like this is shit <laughs> but, <laughs> but he encouraged it because i learned you know I, I, yeah. it was a complete failure like and some, of, some of it was good like, i think it wasn't a failure in the fact of how much i learned and what we did was amazing was it great yeah. no um but that's the thing is a lot of times you got to start off and let it be bad. You, you have just embrace to, yeah, the yeah. badness. A lot of people embrace just want suck. to like, yeah. well, I want to do a podcast, but okay, we'll do it. Well, I want it to be like really polished and all this stuff. Right. Well, you just got to do it and let it be bad and embrace the badness and eventually it'll be polished and really good. Mm-hmm. Well, right. that, I, I, I have to say that, yeah, I've, I've been a uh, uh, victim of that or, or you know, victim I will, of that. Well, you'll have. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'd like to do this or film that or do this, but well, I, I really probably need that extra camera or I need mm-hmm. this or I need this yeah. equipment. Yeah, start thinking and, and, and you, you talk yourself and you get, out. Yeah, yeah, you talk yourself out of it or you get paralyzed by fear or what you think That's you need. That's always, you, know, and, you get you paralyzed know. by like perfection is one, especially for yeah. creative people. You're always like, well, I don't want to put that crap out, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that always, I think, uh, holds me back because you just get stuck. Yeah. Um, it didn't hold me back with this podcast. <laughs> so I, I've developed this method and um, sometimes much, I have to go someplace and film something and I feel really awkward and I got to talk with people and do all this stuff and I really don't want to do it. So I developed a persona, Mark Menderson. Okay. Mm. So I go in there and I say, okay, this I'm your Mark Menderson. Mark. I love this. Yeah. And, um, I'll say, okay, well, I don't want to do that. Well, Mark does. Mark likes to do this stuff. Mark <laughs> would just go in there and take chairs. So I'm like Mark Menderson doing all this stuff. And it's not me. It's Mark Menderson. And he yeah. likes that stuff, you know? Interesting. So I kind of like psych myself up into having this whole other persona. So I'm able to do the job. 
Ah, interesting, interesting. He had Mark Mendelson, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, that's kind of like Eminem. You know, you hear about him that he has this persona too when he goes on stage. You know, he's got this other, I guess, this I don't know, rapper. You know, that that he becomes or whatever. You know, so Slim that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, Slim yeah. Shady. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah very I, interesting. Yeah, yeah I think. But if it works, it works, right? I mean, it does. Yeah, I like the Mark Mendelson idea. It's not me. It's Mark Mendelson. <laughs> you can he's get away white, with a lot. He's an American. You can trust him, yeah. or he's safe with he's him, safe. and he's safe. safe. You get away with a lot of stuff, yeah. probably. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I ended up places I don't even know how and how I got in there, but I just went in there as Mark Menderson and just you know, when, when you when you like, like I own the place and I'm in like selling arena backstage somewhere I shouldn't be because I'm in the wrong <laughs> that area. That works. I had a and friend. Like, oh man, yeah. I had a friend in it's college, Mark. and uh, he would every year. It, it probably got harder over the years. I don't know, but he would get into every award show, Oscars, you know, <laughs> everything. And you would see him if He's you watch crasher. the Oscars. He'd be on the red carpet, arm wow. around people. Mm-hmm. He'd be in the seats. He'd go to the after parties. He was at Elton John's after party oh, yeah. every year. Dance. He was a professional yeah. crasher. And he yeah. would just do, he's like, the secret is you just, I get a, I go rent like a nice tux and right. I just act like I'm supposed yeah, to be act there. Act like you're there. And yeah. just, just people walk, won't be confident. You. Just walk, walk right past everybody. That, like I'm supposed to be walking past people. That, that happened to us me. one time. We went to a, a Raiders game years ago when it, uh, they were just started playing back in Oakland. We went there and uh, so my buddy's like, oh yeah, yeah, just watch, just follow me. And so we're going walking down this tunnel. I, you know, I'm like, uh, okay, you know, I got Raiders gear on and everything, mm-hmm. right? And and we're walking down the tunnel. We end up in the the, the loading area of the buses where the team, the other team was. It was the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? So we're walking around. He goes, "All right, just act like you like act like you know what you're Day doing." Cowboys, huh? like Troy Aikman, and yeah, those Troy guys? Aikman, wow. Emmitt wow. Smith, all those guys. Michael Irving. I was literally, I was right here at Michael Irving's face, and that I was, was just awesome. like, and I was like talking to him. I hate that sucker. So I, I was talking to him, and you know, and he's all he's all talking to some chicks, and I'm all, hey, you know, Mr. Irving, you know, I really, I, I really like, you know, you know I got my Raider stuff on. Do you know where the bathroom is? But I'm like, yeah, no, no. I'm just like, listen, you know, I, I really like, you know, da, da, da. give him the whole spiel. Yeah. You know, could you sign my thing? The dude did not even look at me. Look at me, right? And I think he's the one that got me busted because I think he eyed a security guard and then the guy comes over, hey, hey, do you have a pet? You know, yeah, right. but literally we were walking around. It was me, him, his wife and his son. And we just kept walking around the bus. Area. He goes, just keep moving. He said, keep moving. Don't stop and don't don't eye contact with uh-huh. the guards. So that's what we did. His wife ended up on the bus and she's all and she was there with Troy Aikman. And she asked, does uh, she have his baby in her belly? No, no, no. Oh. She goes, this is what she said. She wanted to get his autograph. And she goes, excuse me, Mr. Elway, can I have can you your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's why I made awesome. him laugh. Did he laugh or was he angry? <laughs> no, she said everybody else was laughing on the bus. <laughs> yeah. And so she realized she just walked off and I just got it. out of there. That reminds so, me. You all got busted because you went full fanboy. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. So, eventually, they, they picked us off one by one and they threw oh, us. But man. they just basically walked us out to the gates. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. So, remember Kirsten Love Dunst. It, so my yeah. friend Vern was at this thing with Elton John. Elton's playing the piano. Vern just starts moving furniture, like in this mansion in Hollywood somewhere, just starts moving furniture, grabs Kirsten Dunst, and they just start dancing, and everybody joins in, and he's oh, dancing with his awesome. dance floor. Who, who is this guy now? This guy, is this the guy that's crashed everything? Yeah, yeah. He was does at he, my wedding. Yeah, Vern. Yeah, he was, a, he was my friend in college. Does, does New he, does hero he do for this the show. A, yeah, does he do this as a kind of his semi-profession? He just crashes these events? Well, you know what? what? He became, uh, he got, he was like, he traveled with, um... Uh, no, what I can't think of their name. Uh, the band, Dave Grohl's band. What can I think? Foo oh, Fighters. Oh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, he yeah. was like their go-to videographer for a oh, long wow. time. Okay. I don't think he does that anymore, but um, he lives in Long Beach. And um, but yeah, for years he just went to every Hollywood thing, you know, That's and just awesome. crashed. Is that, that kind of lend it to the whole fake it till you make it? Do you guys yeah. believe in that or not? Really, yeah. you think that's kind of funny? No, I think there's. I think there's a part of it is. Well, here's the thing. If you're, if you are good at what you're yeah, doing, if you have a legit talent, and yeah, then like it, if Vern was doing that, but he was like, oh, excuse me, can I please get into the party? Like, <laughs> yeah, or if he, it wouldn't yeah. have worked. Yeah, right? he course, probably yeah. made connections, meeting people, and I don't mm. know how he got in with the Foo Fighters, but yeah. you know, the thing was, he was a talented, creative guy. So when yeah. the t- chance came, like Marty said, um, he might have earned that chance by pure luck or being cocky mm-hmm. or being pretending. But then when the chance came, he was able to do something, you know, and, and got hired because uh, his work was good. So, yeah. right. There's a, um, there's a great book by, um, Oprah, Oprah, <laughs> <laughs> by Michael Caine. It's actually one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite books. And it taught me oh, the remember. acting book. Oh, Michael yeah. Caine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one where it's his, where they did his, um, 
it was a talk that he did. You told me about that, Muppets. and I uh... <laughs> act with Muppets. <laughs> uh, it's called Acting in Film. Yes, with, by Michael Caine. You, I think you, I read that. Yeah, long time ago yeah. when we were doing the show, you mentioned that, and I got it and read it. And it's really oh, good. It's great, yeah. right? I, I literally that book taught me so much, just not about acting, but kind of like great life lessons. Mm. Um, he has this big talk about how kind of how he how he made it, right? And he and he worked hard to be a good actor. Yeah, but he talks about he he made it in film. Because he was good at what he did, but he was a nice guy, and he just, you know he tried hard. He was working on a studio lot um, as like a, what's the term like a tour guide essentially. I think mm. that's what it was, and um, you know he was driving like the the buses and things like that. Yeah, and a gentleman was you know missed the bus, and everybody just kind of flew by, and he made sure like you know the good thing for me to do would be to stop. So he stopped let the guy on and mm. yada, yada, yada. And the gentleman was like, oh, it's very kind of you. What's your name? You know, it's like, I'm Michael Caine, et cetera. The guy ended up being like a big time producer. Oh my Michael Caine, of course, like, you know, traded names and they brought him in. It's like, oh, if you want to audition for something. And he like looked at him. It's like, I oh, remember you're the guy who stopped the bus for me, right? Mm. Ended up getting his first big role. But part of that is it wouldn't have worked if Michael Caine was also a bad actor, right? So it was, yeah, it, he was good. He took his chances, but he, he was nice, but he was also a good actor. Yeah. So yeah. people could say, oh, it was luck because you stopped and happened to be the guy. Well, yeah, but also if he sucked, it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. But yeah. also so. in the book, he says, just be nice to everybody because you never know. It's a big part so, of it. Yeah, but be he's nice always to everybody. just overly nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very. Oh, so I, he would have signed your autograph. Because it's true. Ah, that is and true. you know what? Because he, he didn't know. Maybe I would have been a, a, a big podcast a son star. of an agent, a big popular agent. He never knew uh, that you're going to be blah. like a host <laughs> of a uh, yeah, popular exactly, podcast. Exactly. How old were you back then? show. Oh my gosh, I was probably in my teens, probably late teens, like 19, maybe yeah. 18, like, 19. Mr. Irving. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, but but it, it was funny because we just literally kind of the fake it till you make a thing. We just literally walked in and he goes, just act like, you know, act kind of same thing, just act like you, you know, belong here. And we just walked right in, like nobody stopped us. I mean, this is way pre, you know, 9-11 uh -huh. stuff. So nobody stopped us or anything. Right. Literally, we just walked right there. It was so crazy. We're like right at the buses yeah. and these guys, I had a couple guys that signed for me. I don't even think, I don't even know who they were. I don't yeah. I think there are anybody who knows, but uh, yeah, it, it was fun. Interesting. Very interesting. So the gift we're giving this year is uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Get some skills. Try some stuff. Don't, Don't let be fear afraid stop of failure. You. And be Mark Menderson if you have to. <laughs> Go to the Mark, Mark Menderson. Menderson. It's not me. It's, it's Mark, Mark Menderson. Mark. All right, guys, we're going to be right back. When we awesome. come back, we got, we're going to hear about sexy Colonel Sanders. And where raisins come from. And where That's raisins right. come from. Hey, everybody, this is Max DeBosch from the No Talent Show. So we wanted to remind you all that we have a little fan club, the No Talent Fan Club. You can find the link there in the show notes. When you join the fan club, you get access to some of our special episodes. Um, you also get a No Talent hat, and, and you get to be... Yeah. On our show. Ooh. And the sleepover. We could have the sleepover at your and house and you can make us breakfast. And keep in mind, when you're on That's the show, right. you don't just get to like be a guest. You get to sit around with us. You get to try exciting chocolates. Um, it's really it's really pretty fun, actually. We, we'll bring you a McRib. You get a McRib. McRib. And so, you might have a special guest, Mark Menderson, show up. Yeah. yeah. And just remember, guys, um, don't be you. Be Mark Menderson. Mark <laughs> Menderson, he's a subscriber, so you're going to want to get on that. Big That's friend right. of the show. Big friend of yeah. the show. I remember also um, Tony's Garage Doors. Um, he'll fix your door for you. And give you a gun show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, we're back. Hey, did your garage still work? Works like a charm, thanks to Tony. <laughs> Woo, Tony's garage. It's been a it was been a couple weeks yeah. or so. Yeah. You're just gonna want to yeah. get a hold of him at just go to Google, Whoa. go to <laughs> Google, and type broke. in Tony's garage, Fresno. Hey, I do remember something about Mark Menderson. The photo of him was hilarious <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on his Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. oh, he, he had a Facebook page with his long hair. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Is he still on Facebook? I want to check him out. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a long time. All right, I'll put him up. Re was he in like a red speedo or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. It was great. great oh picture. my gosh, <laughs> Mark Menderson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a little treat for you. Yeah, a recipe for seduction. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken and Lifetime. I can't see it. Where's it? 
Um, oh, actually, you know, this is the actual movie. I thought it was the preview. Um, so do you guys know about this? A recipe for seduction. I heard a little bit about this, but tell us. What so is this? a recipe for seduction. Here, I'm going to give you guys a little trailer here. I'm going to yeah. throw this up for everybody. Here we go. Um, if you don't follow along. Yeah, I'm watching the original. Lifetime mini movie. my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. Uh-oh. I think I'm uh, calling for the new chef. The rich jerk. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Uh-oh. Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. <laughs> if you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Wow. December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. December 13th that we met. Presented by Kentucky Fried Fried Chicken. Chicken. We've already missed. Do no, we guys. miss it? No, no, it's fine. You can catch it on YouTube. Really? It on YouTube. That looks good mm. and spicy. Yeah. That looks finger licking good. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody notice that Mario Lopez was boring in the trailer? Mario Lopez is pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> he brought no fire to that. Yeah. He looks yeah. good. Well, he was but... under for two seconds. Come oh. on, it was all that other guy. Because yeah. that, that guy other guy great. probably is the the reason to watch it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think you know would have been a. Uh, they should have cast like. Um, Trying to think, Who'd Edward be, James. Who Olmos? else would be Edward James? Olmos? <laughs> yes, yeah. Talk like, about sexy, like, pot marked, like, and everything. Who would be a good? Who would be a good Colonel Sanders besides Mario Lopez? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> I like how he just that would have been even better. <laughs> Danny Trejo, friend of the show, friend oh, of the taste show. Is my chicken, Trejo's tacos, chicken yeah, tacos. donuts, Trejo donuts. He's oh, so great. I he just got a little it. chihuahua. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, me too. Yeah, like I know yeah. him. <laughs> Danny Glover still have his French fry restaurant? Oh my god, dude! Hollywood fries. Um, I I was is it like, just serve fries. I was yeah. obsessed with Hollywood fries. Really? Yeah, mainly because like when I was a kid, I was uh, like I loved. I wanted. You know, I wanted to be a movie actor, and I was fat. I loved food. I loved French fries. Mm. And I had this book about I don't even know what, and it was talking about this amazing place. Are they still around, man? Hollywood fries, um, and Hollywood fries doesn't only do French fries. They have like a twelve step, like they take. Like, Danny Glover takes his fries wow. seriously, <laughs> man. Smokes. He does like it's like a five step process. They'll. Um, make them the night before. They'll soak them in double like buckets to make sure the starches come out. Wow. They'll double fry them. They do this whole thing to make sure that they have the best fries. And they specialize in sauces, and I love sauces. Everybody knows me. They know that sauces Ooh, are my favorite curly food. Fries. Wow, look at that stuff. That's that looks good. I know the awesome. It's awesome sauce. I'm telling Shake you. Shake and fries combos. Why haven't oh we? How we have this in Fresno? Jeez. Yeah, that's I all they would, have is fries. I would freaking love. Um, some Hollywood fries, man. Could we get it? Could we get a franchise here? Could I don't know. I think, well, I mean, if, do you think, I don't know if he'd like to, I mean, because I think he makes all the fries. I'm not sure Danny Glover want to come here or not. Oh, he makes them himself? <laughs> Isn't that doing much acting He's getting days? too old for that. He's you getting know. too old He's for too that. He's too old for that. Um, man, I I'm, love I'm sure Danny, Danny Glover, Trejo man. isn't out there Let's... rolling donuts or tacos in the morning. You know, it's just uh, a premium frying potato for award-winning French fries. Wow, perfect fries every time. See, look at they actually like. I think they they have like special potatoes. It's like a legit wow. thing, man. Wing nuts. What is it? Yeah, they don't Different. they don't mess. So around. this is in Hollywood. Highly recommended. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you like fries and you like Danny Glover, this is the place to be. Perfect. Well, you had better check the uh, see if they're open during these COVID times. Because I went yeah. when I was in LA, I went to Trejo Donuts. Awesome donuts, but Danny wasn't there. I was a little disappointed. That wow, is disappointing. It was his day off. Yeah, but the, my friend of mine went there, and he was there, and he got a oh, really? picture with him and everything. I'm see, that's really the thing. If your jealous. name's on there, you got to be there. Yeah, right? Right? He also has a taco place and everything else. Yeah, what well, was it Tuesday? Because he probably had the, the taco place. Guy too. Taco Tuesday. Yeah, taco Tuesday. I don't know if it was Tuesday. I don't remember. Yeah, that maybe why he does he chop the up the carne with the machete? I hope the so. Machete. Machete. The machete. machete. Um, yeah. Who else could be Colonel Sanders? Uh, I think, be, I think that's it. That's it. Just those two. Those two guys <laughs> out of all of Hollywood. I think Michael Caine is <laughs> he getting Edward, a little too old? Edward he could probably James play Colonel Sanders. <laughs> James Olmos, <laughs> yeah. Michael Caine, and. Um, 
Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo those yeah. are yeah. top picks. Yeah. yeah. Those okay. Are yeah. Picks. Well, I guess maybe Mario Lopez was the best. I don't know. No. <laughs> Let's see, the, story, the actual story of Colonel Sanders is amazing because he started off with a gas station. That's right. And then it got rerouted. And actually, because he's, he's, his big secret was he figured out how to cook chicken quickly because in restaurants mm. they wouldn't have fried chicken. It was a comfort food. But they wouldn't have it because it took too long to make. Yeah. And so what he would do is he found out that if you put it in a pressure cooker mm-hmm. and cook it, you could cook it quickly. So he really? told this, these restaurants, you know, I'll cook your chicken tonight for no charge. If, you know, you like it, then, you know, you'll buy this stuff from me. Okay. And so he would cook it and he would, they would have to serve it quickly. It'd be hot. It'd be wonderful with, the, you know, herbs and spices. Yeah. And um, that way he is slowly took off his business. But he did this when he was older, like in his, I think it was 60s. Really? He started, yeah. So he kind of started in his 60s. He started selling the chicken in his 60s, but he was a successful, like, you know, gas station manager and other things mm-hmm. yeah. until then. Interesting. So, so yeah, he was, uh, he was actually, he practiced law in, um, in Little Rock as well before oh, wow. that. Yeah. yeah. And he was like one of these honorary colonels that they make in Kentucky. Every so often they'll nominate someone to be a colonel. So that's why he was And that's where he colonel. got the idea of Colonel Sanders because it... Mm created more of a mystique for him mm. with this Kentucky fried chicken. Because it wasn't Southern fried, it was Kentucky fried. Kentucky fried, yeah, yeah interesting. The, yeah, it's, I it's do really love his chicken. Story. Dude, he knows how to make You can't yeah. deny yeah. it. But, yeah, yeah, the chicken, really good chicken it's man. good. But then, of course, you know, in the last few years, right, they've suffered from some bad press with the way they treated the chickens and all that kind oh of stuff. Oh, my God, it's food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day... You know, it's you, food. You gotta <laughs> hug the chicken and tell the chicken, you know, make it feel good about itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's happy. Yeah. So uh, it's a kind of a fun thing I'm reading. Um, okay, here's a Fresno thing, though. You guys yeah. ever go down the freeway and see the chickens as they're moving them in yeah. those little um, cages yeah. down the freeway? Yeah. And they're oh, all yeah. blown, feathers are everywhere, and every so often a chicken will escape and we die. Oh, the, the worst. Oh, it's the worst thing. My kids saw that and started crying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, you know, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird too for my daughter because she's she's five, so she's at that age where now she's putting all that stuff together, right? You know, hamburgers are from cows and chicken from yeah, chicken, they... and it's like she's having a hard time kind of wrapping around that, you yeah, know. That you're carnivore until she gets real hungry, and then she just eats her chicken nuggets mm-hmm. and doesn't worry about it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is kind of strange, right? As a kid, you know, you're trying to figure that out. It's like, wait, what? It comes from a cow? That's one of those Fresno things. Of you really haven't been here till you're going down the 99, and you're oh, getting yeah. hit with chicken feathers. <laughs> Those chicken in those little cages that can't even move. Yeah, on the way to uh, oh Foster Farms. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, yeah. Man, I had a friend who worked at Foster Farms, and he just described the chaos. He was. He picked this job. I was like, you picked the worst job possible. He picked the line that the chickens come down on a conveyor belt, live chickens. You got to grab them off the belt and quickly hang them by their mm-hmm. feet, and then it gets sent down, and then they you know, eventually get kill sliced room. and killed. Yeah. But... He had a quota. He was doing like 18 chickens like a, a a minute and he was way behind the quota, you know. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. It's just this high like taskmaster. And so he's like he's like these aren't dead chickens. These are chickens they're hopping around. I was like, "Do they get off the conveyor?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I have to go chase chickens." And like, what was the, what yeah. was he supposed to do? How many was how many, how I don't know, but there's these people who have had that job forever and they're doing like, you know, 40 chickens a minute or who you know. He was just like not cutting it. He didn't last. It, it, it like, kind of reminds me of, you know, that'd be an interesting comedy skit, you know, like the old I Love Lucy skit yeah, where she's in the chicken. chocolate factory but oh, yeah. chickens. Which is a real thing. <laughs> Having worked at the chocolate factory, I've experienced that sheer panic when they're coming faster than you can get them uh, off uh, the... Do you stick them in your... Yeah. You put them in your Start mouth and in your, and, yeah. in your clothes yeah, and no, all it's that. frightening. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not I, so, I, you know, growing up, my dad especially, um, you know, also... Uh, good teacher about failure my dad's always been really good about just letting me do things and if mm. it fails like he'd be like well maybe you shouldn't have done it right but yeah. he's been really good at that because it's taught me a lot um but especially you know made us especially as i was growing up and kind of getting into the business um making me go run every line and kind of really learn it because you know it's hard to you know kind of run a business if you don't know the lines mm. um and it really also makes you appreciate the people and the like, our our crew who are just so much better at everything in the back than I am. Like, it's so shocking. You know, they'll, I'll be like working on the line and and they'll just kind of like, like, all right, Max, get out of (laughs) here. Like really, they are so fast. It's crazy. Um, yeah, just moving their hands like lightning. What's that line in, um, three amigos where she's sewing and he's like, so, so like lightning, (laughs) the wind, the wind, like the the wind. She's just so well. It is true. So I mean, fast. it gives you a whole new appreciation, right? When you get to see it from that side. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, chickens and Fresno. Well, let's, let's go back to Christmas. Oh, we Were you there when, Christmas Rich, when Richard Beeson busted out the Three Amigos line at the perfect time? Was it the what? Uh, you can kiss me on the veranda? <laughs> no. Oh. It was uh, our principal. It's just, I don't want to name names, but he was one of our principals. And he was like trying to do uh, like staff meeting. Okay. But he was trying to be creative and... He was just like, I want us to think as a staff, what do we do really well as a staff? And we're just like, what do you mean? Like, what? he's like, no, every every site is unique and different. So what does this staff do really well? And it's just quiet for like five seconds. Oh and God. Rick Beeson busts out, we can sew. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell on the floor like, laughing. Ah, we can sew. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, speak of game, movies, right? Any energy? Yeah. So I know we talked about Bone Tomahawk. I know Don's a big fan of it. We're gonna watch uh, it. The all, rest of us have to watch it. We're, we're gonna give our review it, of right. that. Of I was like Tomahawk. four weeks ago. Now, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. We'll get. Yeah, to we'll it. get to it. Um, I think it was out when I went to rent it at Blockbuster. It was gone. It's yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> There's only one of them. I checked out the red oh box. <laughs> they didn't have it. They didn't have the red box. Um. Uh, okay. How about you know favorite? We talked about favorite Christmas movies. Any favorite Christmas TV shows or Christmas episodes of yes. a TV show? Oh, that's yeah. question, my favorite is Prep and Landing. Oh, I what? don't know what the was, elves. Was, it's about the elves who have to go and prep everything for Santa to come, so Santa could get in and out quickly. Hmm. Oh, so they send two elves. They make sure that everyone's asleep, and they make sure that there are no dogs and that everything's. The trees prepared for the presents, mm -hmm. and then they put up landing lights on top of the house. Is of this Santa a newer Command. thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, my kids were watching it. It did look interesting. It's within the, yeah. the last um, five, six years mm -hmm. or so, hmm. and um, but it's prep and landing, and it's one of the elves didn't get a promotion, so he's all upset. he's upset. Yes. Yeah, and things go wrong. Of course, and they yeah. also have a sequel too. And his brother, yeah, his, his brother's, brother's there. The sequel, yeah, it was yeah. actually really good. I and did those like are that. I was love it? that. That's yeah. my favorite show. Is it a Netflix thing? I don't know what they were watching. Um, yeah, I think it was Netflix. Right? I don't know. I got the DVD. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah. It was streaming on my kids. It was watched either streaming Netflix or Disney Plus. Yeah, I but think it's one of those it's really worth it might have been Disney. it's one of those that I've scrolled by. I mean, I've seen it, and then I'm like, I don't know. You gotta watch it. Just scrolled right right through it. You'll love it. Become a new family favorite. Ah, I like that Christmas tradition. My daughter, uh, I love the Grinch. I love the cartoon Grinch. My daughter, the original. My daughter will not. She is scared of that thing. Really? I don't know why. That one and the live action, the well, Jim Carrey one. one is scary. He right. looks scary. But, but she used to watch it when she was younger. Now all of a sudden, she doesn't want to watch the thing. Hmm. But you know, yeah, even have you seen? She's a fan of the Grinch. Is it on? I think it's on Hulu or Amazon. They have the Broadway musical streaming. I, we right saw now. that. How we is watched it? it. It wasn't bad actually. Yeah. It wasn't okay. bad. It was one of the better ones I think that they've yeah. done when they've done these musicals. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I think one. it was okay. it was pretty good. It was done pretty There's well. There's the newer Grinch from like two years ago, which seems less scary. It's more yeah, cartoony. it's the cartoon one, right? Yeah, yeah the yeah. cartoon one. Yeah, yeah, we saw that in the theaters. That was actually, and I've seen it since, of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that that's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good too. It kind of grew on me at first. I was like, man, it's not like that mm -hmm. Grinch. You know, it's like too too mm -hmm. correct. It's not Boris Karloff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I I like them. I like them all for different reasons. But I think Jim Carrey's obviously hits it out of the park with that. Yeah, one. I saw. I remember I saw that movie, on um, Thanksgiving Day. That's not pudding. What is it? <laughs> yeah, we went to go see that on Thanksgiving with my family in theaters, and I remember. Oh wow! Loving, loving, you know, I was, I was fairly young, and it was. Uh, so yeah, the the Grinch the Grinch TV show I think would be my and the Charlie Brown I still like the song yeah, sorry the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. I like watching kind of like random um like epic holiday but the episodes Jazz Oh Christmas Tree or Oh Tannenbaum that's legit from the Charlie Brown yeah yeah mm -hmm. I like that yeah. um yeah I just like watching random like holiday episodes from you know like the Festivus episode of Seinfeld oh, or, yeah, that's or good. like oh, um, yeah. I. I know people don't like Friends anymore, but I like the Friends episode with the Holiday Armadillo. Um, he's like, I'm the yeah. Holiday Armadillo. Everyone just turned against Friends really yeah. quickly. Isn't that so yeah. weird? And they're slowly doing it against um, um, Third, not Third Rock God, um, the one with all the science guys. Oh, what's oh. That show is not funny. Which one? The uh, the nerds. The, yeah, the science guys. Uh, oh, yeah, everybody's, whatever it is, they're turning against all those yeah, shows. Why, because they're white them. or what? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah, it's all white people. Yeah, like, the Friends is like, if you watch Friends, you're like, ooh, Racist. how dare yeah. you? That yeah, made fun of, you know, ooh. They made jokes because they said Chandler was gay, and I'm like, well, why? why is that? 
bad now. I'm sorry. Very confusing. But yeah, I like. I really enjoy watching like uh, random holiday episodes of, of yeah. shows like that. So I like the holiday armadillo. And Hulu's been doing this thing. Well, they will have a, which is great because I used to have to like write episodes down because I really like doing that. Mm. Hulu now has like a holiday hub and it will say like our favorite Christmas episodes from shows. So okay. now it's great because you can just go find all the episodes from um, the one alf where alf eats the uh, reindeer and stuff oh, alf was fantastic yeah. oh i haven't alf. watched that in years like i was talking office. to my kid about alf she didn't know who it was i go oh my god i gotta get the he DVDs. was funny he yeah. was great um, was big like the, bang theory that was the show big yeah. bang, bang theory, theory. right oh um, i never also, found that, that show funny i'm a fan i never watched it yeah i loved of, it uh, one of my favorites are the uh, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who for those who don't know yeah, me. Yeah, Doctor Who. The Doctor Who Christmas specials are uh, mm. very okay. dear to me. Listen, I got to geek out for a minute. Yeah. What do you yes. think about the new Doctor Who, the, the female, female Doctor? Hmm. I don't good? mind the female Doctor. Yeah. The writing is horrible. Yeah, no. Thank you. So I don't mind that she's a she. I mind that the show is bad. Yeah, it's yeah. excessively Why? bad. Why? What happened? Yeah. They just got different it was, writers? It was good. It was great. Yeah. Then it went down. Then it went down. Yeah. Peter, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. I liked him because he was kind of like the doctor yeah. with Asperger's. Yeah. He didn't quite get people. I love that. I like that. I liked and him, then, but some of the writing, writing was also was crap. Crap. Yeah. Do you think it's this new thing? Do they feel handcuffed because everything's not, I, you're not allowed to be funny anymore. You're not allowed to do certain a, things. I think there's a good amount, especially the, the English shows are very PC yes, now. I noticed that. They mm. become incredibly politically correct. So I do think they are handcuffed. And I think they're trying to push like weird agendas or ideas, mm -hmm. which then the, sh and also I don't know if just all the writers are gone. It's just not good. Yeah. I've just, like I used to like religiously watch like, oh, there's a new really? episode. There's a new episode. Oh, it's Christmas. I, I this is a true story. Um, and uh, Pearl and Chad, I apologize if this is the first time you hearing this. On their wedding, I didn't skip their wedding, but at their wedding, like I was on a clock because there was a, um, it was an episode of Doctor Who. It was the time, the one where um, David Tennant came back. It was that whole big thing. It was premiering only in the BBC. And so I had like a VPN yeah. and I had to get to the <laughs> hotel on time so I could make sure I watched oh my this show. Gosh. And I was like, all right, I got my VPN ready. You know, I was, so like I was way into it. I don't even, I haven't even watched the last to see, like wow. I, I, I was like you, I, I had a VPN. I could watch it from, you know, the BBC right. in, in Britain, not America, BBC, but, mm -hmm. and uh, I would go out of my way to watch it all the time. Even when I was on vacation or someplace, yep. I would say, oh, I got to watch Doctor Who. Yeah. And um, but now I've given up on it I because even... I watched it for a while. I tried to hang with it, but it's just it was just the writing was just really really yeah. bad. And their ratings are just yeah. I said I can't do this it's anymore. Not good man. Yeah. So, so I haven't sad. seen it in a couple of years. Yeah, Easy. I just yeah. so sad. But anyways, the old Christmas episodes, great. There's they were a great. Yeah, really really good one. Like they they did a, a really cool version of um, a Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. which I thought was really awesome. Mm. It's really good you know, who always did good Christmas ones was House. Do you guys ever watch House? I liked House. House was a no, great show with it. Hugh Laurie. Um, he was a doctor. Yeah, but I, the, remember they, I remember two or three distinct Christmas episodes um, that were really really well done. Mm. Um, one was I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't know, because House was always this grump, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he was a, originally a comedian. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And um, he was this grumpy, and this girl came in, and you think it's a true story. Like, you think the whole time she's like, I think I'm pregnant, but, um, like, I... I haven't had sex, you like know, and he's like, yeah, yeah. But then it turns out like she's playing Mary and he goes and like at the end, he goes and sees her like play Mary and this <laughs> thing. it's really good. Like it, it was like, oh, that's cool. You know, cause he was all just anti Christmas, you know, grump. And then it like, it kind of came around to Christmas. It was pretty cool. You know, uh, something I, I don't think it probably play good on, uh, uh, Stu's, uh, iMac over there to watch, uh, was the, uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Chewbacca? Oh my gosh. With Chewbacca. With Chewbacca. Yeah. Could you family? find that? It's Chewbacca and his family. Did you guys ever watch that? You guys ever? I tried to watch it. I, that was, I couldn't do it. That was, could, that was how I felt yeah. about Bone Tomahawk. But anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. But but I'm, yeah, no, that, I remember watching it was like when I was a kid. You're going to be embarrassed when everybody okay. watches Bone all Tomahawk right, and right. it's everybody's favorite movie. All right. All right. We'll see. I watched the Christmas special when it first came out. I watched it. And it was horrible. It was terrible. But it was Star Wars. And there was no other Star Wars Chewie's stuff. Wife still was find funny. it on YouTube. I think some people got it and but put it together on YouTube. But couldn't Chewie's son and wife like talk normal? Not just like... Brrr. 
Like I, I feel like one of them. I, I think almost that Chewie's son was uh, Chaka from Land of the Lost. Was it the same? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I don't know. if It was the same actor that played it. Uh, anyway, if you guys ever get a chance, that's a total classic. You should. You haven't lived till you saw that. Till you watch that, and because it does have the stars on there. The funny thing is, is you do have yeah, you do yeah. have uh, Harrison Ford, um, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah, I think Carrie uh, Fisher's, uh, Carrie Fisher's yeah. on there. Yeah, and of course Chewbacca. And it's one of those things Lucas just tries to convince people it never existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, guys. Any, any other TV? Any other Christmas, Christmas TV? Um, you know, we, go? we don't have much time anymore. Wings. Remember the Christmas episode of Wings? I loved Wings. Though. Wings, was, wings was a great show. I don't. I, I don't remember. I, I used to. I was sick a lot, so I used to sit <laughs> home and watch Wings. Guys, it's been so fun spending Christmas with all of you. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Hope Merry you got Christmas everything you wanted. To all. And you know, I don't. You know, uh, next week is uh, it's Christmas, so we'll talk to you guys after Christmas through the post Christmas wrap. Ooh, we yeah. get to share what we got for we'll Christmas. We're getting together Christmas. on Christmas Eve, and we'll talk about what we fire. got on Christmas. Right. We'll finish up a couple of our Christmas topics we didn't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll finish digesting the McRibs we ate a week ago. <laughs> so uh, yes, everybody, a Merry Christmas. Kind of like that was a Sarlacc from Star Wars. <laughs> It's going to take us thousands of years to digest Uh, that. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, you old building and loan. Merry Christmas.